So what do we talk about? The Brewers? Yeah, they've lost four straight, but they're only a game out of first place in the Central and two over 500. The Bucks? Yeah, they beat the Nets twice. Winners of three in a row making a little bit of noise here in the East as the NBA season winds down. Yeah, I guess we could talk about that. Oh, yeah. Aaron frickin' Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. I guess that's where we'll start. It's the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Soul Boxer, and it starts right now. Welcome in. As I said before, this is the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Soul Boxer. Soul Boxer, crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere. The brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, the Manhattan are all crafted to remain true to their supper club origins. Check them out wherever you get your libations from. I guarantee, as I always say, you will not be disappointed. Thanks always to Soul Boxer for being our presenting sponsor. As we get into today's podcast, and as I said in the intro, wow, what a turn of events. It was just over a week ago that we were at the mic here working on our NFL draft pre-gander into what may take place over the weekend, and suddenly about two o'clock in the afternoon, Adam Schefter from ESPN dropped a bombshell on the NFL, stating that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. And since then, it has created one enormous soap opera. And so in honor of that enormous soap opera, we start today's podcast with this. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Yeah, I had to go there. That intro to Days of Our Lives, courtesy of NBC. But it just feels like we're in the midst of an enormous soap opera when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Now, before we get into Aaron Rodgers, as we are taping this week's podcast, news broke today as Adam Schefter was on the Dan Patrick Show. And Adam Schefter essentially, and I'll paraphrase here, essentially said, listen, this was a culmination of information I had been gathering since the NFC Championship game. It's not as if Aaron Rodgers' camp broke anything to me. It's not as if the Packers' camp broke anything to me. It's just a culmination, and I figured the day of the draft was probably the best day to do it. Well, you also have to figure that at some point, Adam Schefter had to feel as if 
enough people now were starting to get information or wind of what Aaron Rodgers was thinking or telling others that he felt the need to break the story. So Adam Schefter, as I said, goes on Dan Patrick, says, yeah, you know, no one leaked it to me. I'd just been hearing a bunch of stuff. And so with the culmination of all of that, I broke the story. Now that's going to lead to a whole other scenario, I think, in the coming weeks when it comes to reporting, or as we like to say now in social media, almost the verbal sense of clickbait. But with that said, the news of Aaron Rodgers not being happy and wanting out of Green Bay has eclipsed everything in the sporting world, especially here in the 414, and there are so many levels when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the disagreements that he has with the Green Bay Packers that it's interesting you you start to unpack a few of these things and you start to dive a little bit deeper and the more you dive a little bit deeper suddenly there's another twist or turn or another level that you hadn't thought of until you began to unpack all of this so as much as we're going to try and get to in this edition of our podcast this week's podcast just know that the levels of this discontent with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers is probably much deeper than we'll have time to get into. We could probably do a daily show on this, but I think many Packer fans and many NFL fans are starting to grow tired of the soap opera that is taking place. And the thing that makes it worse, at least from a fan's perspective, is the silence of Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers was completely rebuffed by what had been reported by Adam Schefter, you would have thought Aaron Rodgers would come out, even if he gave it a day or two to fester a little bit and say, you know what, guys, listen, um, after the NFC Championship, I was blowing off a little steam. Yes, I was hot, but I have no ill will towards the Packers. I, I understand they're thinking about the. He could have played this so politically correct but he's remained silent. And there's one thing we know about Aaron Rodgers. The man can hold a grudge. If for whatever reason he thinks you have dissed him, so to speak, the man can hold a grudge. So if what is being reported by Adam Schefter and others who follow the NFL, if that grudge is as deep as they say it is, the Packers will be hard-pressed to try and build any sort of a bridge for them to connect when we've seen Aaron Rodgers essentially have a grudge or, or whatever the falling out with his own family that's going on seven plus years. So if, again, this is a grudge to the degree that it is being reported, this is not looking good for us as Green Bay Packer fans. It just isn't. But as you begin again to unpack some of these things, let's just let's just look at three elements of the story. Number one, Aaron Rodgers did not have enough weapons. And as much as I would have thought that they would have gotten a receiver in last year's draft when that receiver class was so talent-rich, there's a couple of things when you when you take the emotion out of it. There's a couple of things that Packer fans need to keep in mind. 
First, they have got Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is either the number one or number two receiver in all of the NFL. There are a lot of teams out there that would love to have their number one receiver ranked four, five, or six. Our number one receiver is ranked one or two in the NFL. They have a running back in Aaron Jones who's in the top five. Again, think of how many teams would love to have their number one running back in that upper echelon. They've also drafted well on the defense, even though we we saw some glaring weaknesses in the NFC Championship game. The defense is better. So when we think of the fact that Aaron Rodgers has not necessarily garnered weapons over time, there is some truth to that. But there also is some truth in looking at the way this team is currently composed that they've got people in place. And the one part of the, uh, the stars, shall we say, that I have left out and saved till this very moment is let's talk about the offensive line. That line that protects Aaron Rodgers and gives him the time to do what he does best which is either from the snap execute whatever play is being called to perfection or given time to roll around and create something out of nothing. The offensive line is what does that, starting with your all-star number one left tackle in David Bakhtiari. So are there weapons in place for Aaron Rodgers? I would say so. And I don't think necessarily this knock that the Packers don't bring in talent is not always warranted. And the other thing you have to think of, had they drafted a marquee receiver last year, that marquee receiver might not see the benefits of playing with Green Bay until this upcoming year. Aaron Rodgers notoriously does not like to throw to rookies. It takes time for him to build trust. When he builds that trust, all is well. But until he builds that trust, we could have brought in a marquee collegiate receiver. Like I said, it would have taken a period of time before those two would have connected. Now, if we're saying those two then would have connected and now you've got two top-tier receivers going into this season, eh, you could have an argument there. But as far as last season goes... Hmm, I'm not so sure. And with all of the hubbub about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers not having talent around him, how did they become the MVP? There's talent there. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have talent receiving what you're putting out there, it ain't going to happen. And so this will ultimately boil down to Aaron Rodgers' discontent over the Packers drafting a quarterback. And in drafting a quarterback, for some reason, Aaron Rodgers' ego has taken a huge hit. Now, Aaron Rodgers, who prior to last year's MVP season, you know, a down year for Aaron Rodgers, a down two, a down three years for Aaron Rodgers, as Aaron Rodgers has said before on the Pat McAfee show, that his down years are better than a lot of guys' good years. 
and there is absolute truth to that. But if you were to take a graph and mark it up over the last six, seven, eight years, you would have seen a bit of a downward trend until last year. So the drafting of Jordan Love sparked something in Aaron Rodgers, gave him something to prove again. Now, it's easy for anyone on the outside to say, well, Aaron, you know what? Maybe then you should be gratified that the Packers drafted a quarterback because it sparked and rekindled your gifts at the quarterback position. With all of that said, though, we're getting ready for what could be one of the biggest tests for the Green Bay Packer front office. Brian Gutekinds is going to have to figure out, am I going to trade the MVP of the NFL and get whatever I can if this rift continues? Or am I going to allow Aaron Rodgers to, as some people have reported, just retire? I'll sit out a year, throw Jordan Love into the mix. Now, one of the things I heard was that Aaron Rodgers might sit out, maybe sit out a couple of games and then return. But then we're heading down that same road we went down when Brett Favre was the starting quarterback and a young Aaron Rodgers was the backup. I'm retiring. I'm not retiring. I want to play. I don't want to play. Aaron Rodgers, if he is as miffed as they report, either needs to A, retire, or B, walk in and just say, guys, I'm not playing. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to do it, so go ahead and trade me. And then Brian Kudikins has to figure it out whether or not he'd let him retire and have the organization save face, or would he go ahead and trade the MVP, which would be historic in oh so many headlines. The Packers are faced with a dilemma that I have a feeling many NFL teams are watching. If they give in to Aaron Rodgers and fire Brian Gutekinds, like many are reporting that that's what Aaron Rodgers would love to see, well, now you've completely dismantled any sort of association between player and front office in that the players now can run to roost because you've given precedent. The precedent would be, I am going to allow the marquee player to essentially dictate what we're going to do. And if he's unhappy, we'll just get rid of people and bring others into the mix. If you are the Packers front office, the dilemma that you face is real. And the dilemma that you face will have epic consequences for not only this year, but potentially for years to come. So Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekinds, I do not envy the situation that you are in. However, some of that situation has been created by the lack of communication with you and your star quarterback. Now, the one thing I continually hear since the draft, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted a quarterback in, what, the fourth, fifth round, whatever it was, well, we called Tom Brady to make sure he was okay with it. 
when the Bears got Justin Fields. Oh, we called Andy Dalton. We wanted to let him know what we were doing. I guarantee you neither one of those teams in the past called anybody regarding what their pick was going to be. They they wouldn't have done it. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. But because of what the situation is between Aaron Rodgers and the Packer front office, people are changing their style a little bit. The problem is the Packers knew exactly what they have in Aaron Rodgers. It's not like it's his first year playing for the Packers. He's been there for conceivably ever and has made it known that he wants to remain a Packer until he retires. Again, you made a blunder by not opening the lines of communication. You made a blunder in moving up the draft board to try and find a replacement, a future replacement, for your MVP quarterback. And you know as well as anybody the ego and the temperament that is Aaron Rodgers. So from that perspective, from a leadership perspective, you blundered. So somebody is going to have to figure this out, figure it out quick. You know, John Kuhn was on the CBS uh, Sports Network and basically said that he thinks there's still a window that things can be ironed out. However, Aaron Rodgers has to be careful because the bridges he's burning with the fan base could be tough to overcome. If Aaron Rodgers starts having a couple of hiccups during the season, should he return to Green Bay, the fan base is going to be exceedingly critical in a way that they have not been for the most part of his career. So as we continue to move forward with all of this, you just wonder at what point have the bridges been completely burned down and the and the reigning MVP gets traded elsewhere now. The biggest talk has been Aaron Rodgers to Denver and what that might bring. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But it just seems as if this situation is far from over and it's going to be one that we talk about for quite a while. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, there's so much else going on, and it's a shame that this soap opera is what is dictating the sporting headlines here in the state of Wisconsin, and especially in the 414. As I said, the Brewers lost four in a row now to the Phillies. They're getting ready to go take on the Florida Marlins, and yet the Brewers, two games above 500, only a game out of first place in the Central with a four-game skid. So we look for the Brewers to turn things around and get back to their winning ways in doing so with an injured list that looks like every single player on the team has been on the IR since this season started. It's been a bizarre beginning, but the Brewers have found a way up until facing Philadelphia to take care of business. So hopefully they bounce back against Florida, the Bucks. Two big games, two home games against the New Jersey Nets that they come away victors. A bizarre finish to a game at home against Washington where they almost coughed it up, but they 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 found a way to win, and that's going to be the one thing that we watch as the Bucks move towards the playoffs is the ability to close out games. That still seems to be a little bit of dire 
um, need as far as shoring things up as they continue to work towards their playoff run. And maybe in next week's, we won't spend as much time on the Aaron Rodgers saga because we have another saga brewing with the Milwaukee Bucks with Coach Budenholzer where reports are starting to come out that his contract renewal is going to be based on whether or not the Bucks can make it to the conference finals at minimum to see if they want to bring him back. So another soap opera brewing here in the 414. And next week we'll try to cover it in greater depth and hopefully we won't have to spend as much time on the soap opera that is Aaron Rodgers. My thanks as always to Soul Boxer, our presenting sponsor, crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere. The brandy old fashioned, the Manhattan, the bourbon old fashioned, all crafted to be true to their supper club origins and wherever you get your libations from. Look for Soul Boxer. As I always say, you will not be disappointed. Until next week, I'm Don Wachillis. This is the 414 Sports Podcast. Appreciate you listening.